Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 137, how to stop procrastinating and achieve your goals, a real life coaching session. So today features our incredible membership student, Janet Cooper. She is suffering from some major procrastination and she wants to know how to move through it to get to the other side. She's also working about 70 hours a week, has been homeschooling her kids, and is about to pull out her hair. (laughs) So if you find that you're procrastinating or maybe getting distracted on the path towards your goals, this is an episode for you. I'm going deep with Janet and uncovering what is truly holding her back. And the truth is, it's not really what she thinks it is. So let's go ahead and dive in. This episode is sponsored by iHeart Coaching, our signature program for new and aspiring online coaches. iHeart Coaching is your one-stop shop designed to support you in becoming the next standout online coach. Whether you're brand new to the digital space or looking to take your coaching business to the next level, this is a comprehensive program that's going to show you how to build a successful coaching business from A to Z. We're going to share how to generate maximum revenue and book out your calendar with dream clients. To learn more, go to iHeartCoaching.com. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Janet. I'm excited for our time together and for this session. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And can you tell everyone listening a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, sure. So I am a writer and a writing consultant. So what I do is if um, anybody wants to write um, a a book or even blog posts and they've never written before, um, I help them get that down into a publishable piece. So um, I've helped people write self-help books um, and get them published because I've got a lot of um, publishing experience. And I also teach and consult around anything writing related. Love it. Amazing. So what is your question for me today? Well, um, as a creative person, I'm a master procrastinator. I think that's the only way to describe myself. Um, I just can't help it. I get sucked into something. And before I know it, um, I've drifted off into a thought pattern and that I can't seem to sort of break out of which obviously means that um, I'm not as productive as I could be sometimes. So I just wanted to know some of your top tips for making money when you're a prolific procrastinator like myself. Great question. So let's first take a look at some of your goals. So this year in particular, what are your financial goals or your goals for your business? Um, well, obviously, with the situation as things have been with um, COVID, I, I um, did have some high higher expectations, um, which have sort of slowed down a little bit because as a mum of three, um, I've uh, had to homeschool. The, my children have only just gone back to school this week and they've been off for six months. Um, so my financial goals are... Um, I want to get about around twenty thousand in this uh, in this financial year. Okay, and so how? Let's just take a look at the next few months. And so we have at the time that we're recording this, we have four more months left in twenty twenty. So what do you want to do financially each month? How much do you want to make? Um, I would love to earn about um, three. Would be great. Okay, so three thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that would take me over a little bit because I have done a little bit better than um, than I first thought I would this year. 
Okay, so 3,000 pounds a month or in total? A month. Okay, great. And how do you make that money? What would be what would you be selling? Um, well, I have just finished writing um, a mini series, um, but that's only um, reasonably cheap money wise. Um, so I've just finished writing that. So the idea is um, it's a recorded session um, and a workbook comes with it because what I get a lot of time from my clients is that they don't have time to write. So I've provided them with a five minute recording followed by um, a five minute activity just to prove that they can write. So I've got that. I've also got um, an online course in publishing that is about to be released. And um, I also offer uh, writing myself as well. Um, I do have a couple of clients on at the moment. Um, I do some copywriting for a for one company and um, I've been writing courses for some educational companies in the UK too. Okay. And so if you were to think about the fastest, easiest, and most joyful way to bring in 3000 a month, what would you be selling? Um, probably none of the things that I'm doing now. Um, it will probably be um, maybe a, a teaching program um, that would help um, maybe a group of people, right, rather than one person at a time. Okay, so why do you say you wouldn't be selling anything that you just mentioned to me? Um, because I think if I, I suppose really um, some of the, at the moment I'm writing courses and uh, for other people, a lot sad and I know that I have the capabilities to do this myself um, but I write for them because I know that it uh, it brings money in just that little bit quicker than it would if I was writing for myself and I had to market it and put that time in um, but in an ideal world I'd be doing my um, my own courses and marketing it myself so that everything was mine because when you're writing to somebody else's um, specs and and trying to cater for their expectations it isn't as um it isn't as rewarding and as as joyful as it is when you do it for yourself okay great so the reason i'm asking you all these questions about your goals is because anytime procrastination is a part of your life or even you know a lot of people will take two steps forward one step back and they'll distract themselves or they'll get off track it's because we're not connected to our desires and our goals in the way that we need to be so that we have consistency and we're, you know, constantly moving forward. So the most important thing to do is to get super clear on what it is that you actually want and go deeper with that and ask yourself, is this truly what I want? Is this the thing that actually excites me? Is this the thing that would be the fastest, easiest, and most joyful way to bring in this amount of money? And what we've identified is, yes, it's kind of the easy route, but it doesn't seem to be capturing your attention to be doing work for other people. Is that accurate? That is, uh, yes, that <laughs> couldn't be true. <laughs> okay. So if you were to move forward with your own course, how would that feel? Um, yeah, that would, be, um, that would be a dream come true. Great. Yeah. And so you... You mentioned a bit about what the course would be, but how much would you sell it for? Um, I haven't really considered that. Um, th this is sort of my problem. I, I procrastinate around all these things and I work for other people. That I don't sort of get time to s sit down and figure out what I would do myself. So I suppose that that's something that I need to really figure out. Great. 
Who told you you were a procrastinator years ago? Um, probably uh, one of my teachers. Um, he maybe didn't use the word procrastinate, probably a bit more da uh, daydreamer. And how did that feel? Um, yeah, I think you just accept that you are one of those people. Mm -hmm. He also told me that um, I, I've had some really strange experiences with teacher uh, with teachers because uh, one was my uncle's friend. He actually told me that um, that I was very bright and told my mum on parents' evening that I would end up working in an office like the rest of my family. So um, yeah, I, I proved him wrong there. I, did, I don't work in an office, but um, yeah, I think that he. Um, I think we allow people to put us into boxes, and maybe I just believe I am and. I, Right. So you tell me, Janet, are there areas in your life where you don't procrastinate? Yeah, when I enjoy what I'm doing. Right. Anywhere else? Um, yeah. And when, when I'm in mom, uh, mom mode, I never procrastinate them because I don't have time. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to really focus on dropping this story that you're a procrastinator because right now you're keeping the story alive by consistently saying it to yourself time and time again. And it doesn't have to be your reality or your story any longer, because as you've just shared, there are plenty of areas in your life where you show up in the complete opposite way and you're all in and you're there consistently. Yeah, ab absolutely. I've um, I've just wrote a course for for one person uh, on a certain topic that I felt really good about, and it literally it it barely took any time at all, and they complimented me on how fast I was. And then I've just wrote a course that's for somebody else that I can't seem to finish because I'm just not enjoying it. Where it's just it's really scary having to say no. What's scary about it for you? Um, I worry about not bringing enough uh, money in to the, okay. to the family. Mm -hmm. So are you the main provider for your family? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's where the decision has to, to come into play. So we identified that one of the things that excites you is having your own course. Now we just need to be clear around how we're going to make that happen. So for example... You have two choices. You either move forward full speed ahead right now towards your own course and you say no to all the projects that come in and you recognize that it might take a little bit of time for you to bring in money from your course or you decide to do it in phases. Maybe right now you're building the course alongside of taking on these other projects. So which of those two opportunities feels best for you? Um, it would be, I think, the phases at the time and then phase it out gently. Great. So what I would love for you to do, obviously right now, but once we're done with the session, is literally get your calendar out and get clear around, number one, how many projects you need to bring in every single month to be able to pay the bills and keep yourself moving forward. How much time is that going to take? carve that out, and then ask yourself, how much time do I want to dedicate to my own course? And get clear on the schedule when you're going to do that. And then the most important piece here is that you stick to it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't adjust and fine tune the process because this is a new way of doing things. But what we want to do is rebuild the trust that you have with yourself 
to know that you are going to follow through and that you're the person who, when you say you're going to do something, you actually do it. Because right now you're not seeing yourself in that way. And we want to transform that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's coming up for you when I say that? Um, I know that it's, um, I, d- I do know some, uh, that it's something I need to do, um, but I'm not, um, it's, um, it's, it's exciting. It's not, um, it's not too scary because, um, I think that that is definitely something I could do. I could definitely work out what, um, what I need to do, you know, and, um, as long as I stick to my time scales and make sure that I'm working in the best way possible to get the things that I'm probably not as excited about doing, as long as I can do that and stay focused on that, then I could look at, um, doing my own course as sort of the reward, if you know what I mean. Great. Okay. So here's a few things I want you to think about. So there's um, a great phrase from Brendan Burchard. He says, the power plant doesn't have energy, it generates energy. And this is what happens for a lot of business owners. We expect that everything is going to light us up and be exciting to us. And yes, we do deserve. And and of course, it's possible to have things in your business light you up and excite you. But there are going to be times where all of us have to do things that don't feel amazing or feel a bit challenging. And so we have to be able to generate the excitement and the drive for completing that thing. And so you have to find out within yourself, what is it that can help you generate that momentum? Is it thinking about the money coming in? Is it thinking about, oh, if I do a really amazing job with this and I do it as quick as possible, then I'm going to have more time to work on my own stuff. Like really reminding yourself when you start to go into that place of delay, remind yourself why you're doing this and what the benefits are. So one another term I want you to understand is called benefit extension. So you need to remember to think about the benefit of something, extend the benefit to the task that you're doing so that you remind your mind why it's important and why you're doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's a really important piece of the puzzle. What do you think will f- continue to fuel you, even if you're working on, say, that course that you don't feel excited about? Um, I think that um, if I know that I'm moving forward and I know that I'm stepping away from that so that if I um, if I complete it, I know that I'm going to earn enough money to keep uh, my family but also that I'm going to start doing something that I love, which in t- in uh, in the future will be an even bigger benefit because I'll earn more revenue and possibly um, work less hours, which is what I'm hoping to do. Great. Yeah, exactly. So the thing that often changes all of this and transforms it for people, just like you expressed, is once we know that there's kind of an end in sight <laughs> and we've put a date on the next version of our dreams or moving forward with our business, it feels so much better. And in you know comparison, when, when something's so far out in the future and we don't actually know if it's ever going to happen, it feels really challenging because we don't have a date. And I always say, you know, all of the big dreams that I have, there's so many other things that I want to do. And there's certain things that are literally in the 2023 category and the 2024 category, because I know that in my mind, I want to have a date associated with them. Now, not do I know exactly how it's going to happen? 
happen? No, but it feels much better for me to actually know that I've made a plan and I put the date there um, versus just leaving it out there, you know, without any sort of tangible idea of when it's going to happen. Yeah. Awesome. So what else can I support you with? Um, well, the other thing that I was thinking about, um, was just as a business owner, um, I have a lot of sort of barriers that seem to stand in my way. And I think that that's also another reason why I sort of sit on the fence a lot when it comes to uh, working on my own things. So I've got a lot of, um, barriers that stand in my way in relation to believing in myself. And, um, I really do think that if I could believe in myself that I, um, it would make me more productive. Okay. So what's stopping you from believing in yourself? Um, it's, it's really, really hard to sort of, of pinpoint that, but, um, I just, um, when, um, if, if I use that example of the course again, when, um, when I can't get on with a course because I'm, I'm struggling because, um, I'm not enjoying it. I'm sort of really hard on myself and, um, I start to doubt whether I should, um, be doing what I'm doing. Um, and it just seems to prevent me. I seem to get myself in, um, in a rut. Just, I suppose I just don't think, um, maybe I, I doubt my writing abilities and, um, yeah, my own, my own skills and abilities moving forward. Okay. So what are you getting from doubting yourself? Nothing. It stops me working even more. Okay. So let's go deeper with that. So let me, let me explain. Whenever we have any sort of behavior that happens time and time again, we are getting some sort of positive thing from it. So for example, there were times where I would go into overwhelm and then I would have to basically lay down in the bedroom for the rest of the day and I would just not be able to do anything. And what I ultimately realized was that I was not allowing myself to rest on a regular basis. And so when I went into overwhelm, what I was getting was the opportunity to rest. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. So can you think of anything positive that you're experiencing when you go into doubt or questioning yourself? Um, oh, um, probably it will be the rest for me too, because um, at the moment I'm working around 70 hours a week trying to get everything done. And um, I think I will get it done a lot better if um, sometimes I just got on with it. Um but yeah, it's it does seem it does seem to be the rest for me because I, I follow a similar pattern to what you described. So I um sort of get myself into into this rut where I feel like I'm not good enough, and then I have to go to bed. <laughs> right. So let me ask you a few more questions here. When you with the seventy hour work week, is that because of the homeschooling? Um, no, not really. Um, I just um. At the moment, I tend to take on, um, like, um, the course. It's, it's really difficult to explain, but, um, if we refer back to this course that I'm particularly having, uh, problems with, um, the first one I done because I enjoyed it. I got it done a lot quicker, but this one has taken me, um, it's, it's longer. Don't get me wrong, but it's taken me, um, where the other one took me less than a, a full day this one has sort of taken me over a week and I keep leaving it and going back to it and um yeah it's really sort of um 
testing me. So because I I keep leaving it and going back and then I feel like uh, what I'm doing isn't quite isn't quite right because I'm not enjoying it. So it's um Yeah, does okay. that Yeah. Yeah. So how many courses at one time do you take on? How many projects? Um I don't um I don't just write courses. So I've got um at the moment I have uh four sort of clients on that I sort of cater with more or less every day. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your um average week. So how are you spending your time? Um well most of it is at my laptop, so I will get up um early. Um and then I try to do an hour before the children get to school because I, uh, before I get them up for school, because I find that that's when I work best. Um, and then after that, um, I do the school run and then I come back and I work for three hours on the morning. So typically I would do, um, I have, um, I would maybe write the course on the morning for the four hours because that would sort of be my most difficult task and then on the afternoon, I would move on to things that were maybe a little bit lighter. But then, um, like, um, I mark assignments still, um, which are for a educational company. So I would maybe mark a couple of those. And then um, I would, if I had a registration page or a sales page to copyright or some emails to write, I would maybe move on to that and for for a couple of hours and then on the evening I would probably sit and uh, worry about whether I was going to get whether I got enough done on the course and move back to the course writing on the evening okay and so how much are you charging for your different services um well with the writing I tend to charge by word count which isn't really working out for me at the moment because um like I said, when for the first course that I did, it took me a day and I got three, I got about um, $350 for it and it hadn't took me really that long to do. But then for this one, I'm probably only looking at getting uh, $700 and it's took me more than double the time. But it's just that I've had, um, it's a different topic and I've had trouble wording it because I'm not familiar with the terms. It's a uh, financial, it's to do with uh, tax and probably something that I shouldn't have took on. But I didn't um, understand the terms, but I just um, thought, oh, my client wants uh, to take me on and this is some more money. And it has just ended up uh, more trouble than it was worth. But uh, for my copywriting, I guess get a set fee a month whether I put so many um but I put so many hours in but if I don't do them I still get a set rate which works out a little bit better because uh, how much is it per month I get um I get 800 for that a month but I maybe do a two to three hours a week so that's not okay okay and then what are the other things that you're charging for um, I also write some, um, English books for, um, for a, a Chinese company that teaches English to speakers of other languages. And, um, they're just very sort of small and it maybe takes me about, um, a day to do six of those. Um, 
but I only get $100 for the six. Okay. And it takes you a whole day? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm hearing. Number one, you need to get super clear on your pricing for the courses. Mm -hmm. And you need to either turn down things that are going to take too much time or make sure that you're being compensated for the research that you're needing to do to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, and then the, whatever the, the thing was where it's a hundred dollars a day, you no longer do that. Right. Yeah. And so when you get super clear on your pricing and you realize, you know what, right now, and I'll just be frank with you right now, what you're doing is not sustainable. Right. And so we need to figure out a different way and the best, you know, people need course writers. So remember that there is a demand for your service and mm-hmm. you get to charge accordingly. And so really think about how many hours it takes you. So based on what you just said um, about the the other um, retainer client where it's $800 a month or 800 pounds a month um, and you're doing like two to three hours, if we just said you're doing 12 hours a month, right, then we figure out what your rate is. So if you're charging 66 pounds an hour, how does that feel to you? Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then you, if that's the rate that feels amazing to you, you factor that into everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you were to say that your course takes you an, you know, a day, um, that one took you a day, then you should at least be getting 528 pounds for that. Same with, you know, the one that's taken you seven days, if we're saying, um, seven times, whatever, eight hours a day times that by 66, that should be 3,696 pounds. Yeah. It's a lot different, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's really a money mindset thing as well. And when we go to the place of, oh, I just need to take anyone who will, who comes my way, or I need to say yes to every project, then we're just going to end up, you know, kicking ourselves because it's not a fit it ends up not being what the client thought it was going to be. And I'm not saying this is the case for the financial course, but I want you to really consider how much something is going to, how much time something's going to take you and quote people accordingly from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something I need, I need to do because yeah, you're absolutely right in what, what you're saying there. Yeah. So your job after this session is to get clear on your pricing as well. Yeah. And, Again, like I said earlier, you want to make that 3000 a month. So what is the fastest, easiest, and most, most joyful way to getting that? And that includes other work that you're doing. So not just your company, but right now, if you're doing the, the fa- if you're making a decision to phase out this work for the time being, what is the work that you like the best? For example, the client where you did the course in one day, do they have referrals for you? Do you, do they have other projects for you? Can you reach out to them? Really yeah. think about who you'd love working with. Yeah, the the second course that I'm uh, come from that first course that I did that was really good. It that come from a referral. So oh, got it. Okay, so get clear on the type of. Um, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I need to sort of get clear on what I'm. Um, on what the topic is and how much research is required because for the first one there was very little research that I needed to do um but for this one there was um so much 
Exactly. Yeah. And, and of course there are times where we don't know all the information, but as best as you possibly can make sure you're asking them questions about what they expect and really thinking about what's possible for you. And is this going to be the best use of your time? Um, and then really think about, again, are you doing, is it time to raise your prices? Is it time to do more marketing so that you can get more ideal clients in, you know, really check in with yourself about what it's going to take to reach that financial goal over the next few months and not add more to your plate. In fact, be more strategic with your time and who you say yes to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to leave it here, Janet. But one of the things I want to mention is I definitely want you to do some money mindset work as well. Have you done much money mindset work? Um, I have done um, a little bit. Yeah, um, I have done um, some of your money mindset um, I'm in your membership group. And um, I have also done some with um, a UK coach, uh, Lisa Johnson, um, and I've done um, I've done some different trainings as well in that. Um, so I have done some, but I probably it's probably not something that I work on every day, which is what I may I should be doing. Yeah. So I want you to really remember your financial goals and what's possible for you. And so when we come at our work with an abundance mindset, we're not just like taking anything that comes our way, just like any relationship. You wouldn't just take any person that came your way. You would be discerning and look for the best fit. And so we want to remember that there's always an unlimited amount of clients out there for us. And that, you know, is really the perspective of abundance and money mindset. So um, in terms of, of the work that we've done here today, I want to gift you our iHeartMoney workshop so you can dive into that and go a bit deeper with this work and, and you'll see some massive shifts with that. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. How was this session for you, Janet? That was amazing. I've really enjoyed it. I didn't realize that I had so much problems around pricing until I was actually speaking about it. And when I was talking about it, I just, um, it was sort of a bit of a light bulb moment for me because I didn't realize the amount of variation in my pricing, which is obviously, um, I feel like it's um, just something that is so simple and that was in front of me all the time. So um, I'm excited about looking into that a lot more. So thank you so, so much. Oh, you're welcome. We just found a lot of money for you right there. I hope you loved today's episode. As you can see, our block is not always what we think it is. Sometimes there's something deeper going on or another issue that doesn't meet the eye. That's why you need a coach to support you in understanding what's truly holding you back and obviously holding you accountable to going to the next level. If you're looking to be supported as you move forward with your vision, your coaching business, your dreams, this is your opportunity to join us in iHeart Coaching. We are standing by and want to support you in going to the next level. You will be coached personally every single week by our team and have access to all of us in the private Facebook group community. So you know you'll get us at your fingertips anytime you have a question or need that extra support. Go ahead and check out iheartcoaching.com to learn more or book a call with our team at iheartmylifebooking.com. And I'll talk to you next time. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. 
And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.